Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin, and you know what this means. Yes, today you're getting another two for one. How are you spending your time? You get a certain amount of hours in a day, certain amount of minutes. How are you spending your time? How much time are you spending on things that are going to bring you no return, they're not an investment, they're an expense. How much time are you spending on expenses and how many? How much time are you spending on investments? How much time are you, do an audit of your time. How much time are you spending in podcasts, in books, building your business, building relationships, and how much building your relationship with God and prayer and meditation and scripture, and how much time are you spending just wastefully wastefully and it's very easy to waste time it's very easy to get caught it happens to me dude I am trying so hard to break the habit I I used I used to escape stress through mindless scrolling and social media which I think many of us do I'll open my phone to do something productive I'll complete the task and before you know it I literally I literally come to like I I was knocked out or drugged and I've just spent 15 minutes on TikTok I'm like how did I end up here I came into my phone to add a note to one of my business profiles and ideas and 15 minutes later I'm watching some dude stuff cannolis in his ear you know what I'm saying like how did I how did I arrive at this place. Dude, it's really easy to waste time. So you gotta be like, like we've talked about like auditing your thoughts, right? Paying attention to your thoughts. You also have to pay attention to your time. Time slips through your fingers like sand, man. It's crazy. It's so easy. Like like if you get a handful of sand and you just relax your fingers a little bit, you're gonna lose some. Like you gotta hand, you gotta like double cup that sand in your hand with two hands to make sure you don't lose it. It's the same thing with time. Treat time like sand at the beach. If you want to hold on to it, you got to hold on to it very intently with two hands firmly grasp it. Like Patrick would say in SpongeBob, firmly grasp it. You got to firmly grasp your time or it's going to slip. It's going to slip. It's so easy to waste time. It's so easy to waste time. But the other thing that I want to talk about this morning, I really feel like it's on my heart to say this very directly. There's somebody out there listening, a couple people maybe, hopefully, that need to hear what I'm about to say. You, uh, you know, this lady was saying the other day that Jesus is love and blah, blah, blah. You know, the, the left loves that. People love to cherry pick scripture. People will get like three or four scriptures, go to church a couple of times, uh, you know, and they're just a you know a theologian at that. Everybody's a theologian. I think that's a book by R.C. Sproul, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was R.C. Sproul. Everyone's a theologian. And yes, Jesus is love. He is also judgment and wrath. You guys have to understand there's a dichotomy to God. God is equal parts love and justice. Like, you can't have justice. Like, you can't have light without dark, dark without light. Right? We would never understand 
that something was sweet if that was the only flavor. We would never understand bitterness. If even if everything in the world was bitter, we wouldn't know that bitter was bitter because there's no there's nothing sweet. There's a yin and a yang. I'd hate to bring an Eastern mysticism into this, but to everything. God is love. God is judgment and wrath. When Jesus returns, he's coming back in a robe soaked with blood. <laughs> we get we get this image of Jesus that's just this pacifist hippie. And there's a part of that that's true. And the biggest thing is this. Jesus didn't spend time with sinners to affirm them and their lifestyle. He spent time with sinners to call them to repentance. Listen to me, liberal. Listen to me, twisted, perverted doctrine. Listen to me. You all out there listening to me, the God is love thing is one of the biggest lies of our generation spiritually. It is it is lulled some of you into complete and total spiritual apathy. I know who you people are. You're the ones will remove the log from your own eye before you worry about the speck in mine. Do not judge me unless you know you're ready to be judged by your same standard. There's truth to all of that, but you're pulling things out of context. The Bible is meant to be taken as a whole. I can't read four pages of Moby Dick and get the whole picture, right? I can't think about some of the greatest novels of all time. There's so many things that I could cherry pick out of these novels to twist the narrative. I'm trying to think of a great example. Like, there might be little streaks of goodness in the villain in a certain story. And if I just pull those out, I can make him sound like the good guy. But we got to read the whole book to find out he's the villain. Yes, he saved the girl that was falling off the bridge or whatever. But he also went on to kill 50 million people. You know, if I leave that part out of the story and just talk about the girl, he said, ah, that's a pretty good guy. huh?" <laughs> oh, he killed 50 million people. Hitler. Oh, he was a painter. He loved to paint dogs and animals. Wow, guy sounds like a sweetheart. Uh-oh, let's go back and look at the context. Not good. So we can't just cherry pick this stuff out of the... We can't just cherry pick. You have to read the Bible as a whole. you got to take the whole thing. And the whole thing says... Yes, there is a God who loves us. Yes, Jesus did come and die for our sins. Yes, he ate with the sinners and the prostitutes and the tax collectors. But what did he say? Repent, 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 and believe. Why do you think he calls people to repentance? What is the consequence of not repenting? Well... It's the abyss. You know what scares me? Oh, just, just, these people, God, you just, you got to accept everybody. You know what scares me is when Jesus, <clears throat> I don't remember what city he went to. He hops off a boat 
and he meets a man that's demon-possessed. Like, nobody would even go near this guy because he was violent. They tried to chain him up. He broke the chains. He had superhuman strength. And Jesus gets close to this guy, and the demons named Legion, for we are many, in him, this man, see Christ and recognize him immediately. So they say, they say, oh, son of God, why are you, are you here to torment us before the appointed time? Oh, I thought Jesus was all just love and hopscotch. Oh, wait, why, why are these demons so afraid of torment? They go on to say there, please, instead of casting us into the abyss, please let us go into this hurt us one. The demons are afraid of hell. So if the demons are afraid of hell, what do you think you should be? Let me just let that soak in for a second. The, G, the demons are so terrified of hell and Jesus' judgment that they beg and plead with him to go into a herd of swine rather than to be cast into the abyss. You got to stop, you know, because I'm talking to people that are non-believers. That's a different story. I'm talking, you know, I'm also talking to my lukewarm people, my lukewarm, and I'm not perfect. I'm not trying to come from a place of some kind of holier than thou. Dude, I make mistakes every day and every week that I'm remorseful over. This isn't coming from a place of spiritual authority. I'm speaking through the authority of the Bible. That's what I'm trying to lead you to. You know, you guys got to be... I say this because I love you and I care about you. You, you got to repent and believe. I'm telling you because I just look at the things going on. Um, and, you know, we, we or Joe Rogan just posted something great. It was like if you were born, you like you grew up through World War One, then there was the Great Depression, and then there was World War Two, and then when you're 60 years old, it's the Vietnam War, and then you have the Cuban Missile Crisis. Like all this stuff was happening in the 1900s, but now there's a more sinister. We're starting to find out more about the pedophile elite. We're starting to find out more about human traffic. There's just a more. Why does that always happen when I pull into the house? The music starts playing. Uh, there's a more sinister, something more sinister is going on. And, you know, a minute in heaven is a thousand years on earth. So, you know, we, the end of the world might not be for, as we know, it may, might not be for another 10,000 years. You don't, we don't, it could be tomorrow. And I, regardless, our life is but a breath. You know what I'm saying? Like you could literally be gone. Like some of you listening right now, look at the kid that yesterday, 24-year-old NFL athlete, boom, almost, I don't know what his condition is now, but he almost died. 24 years old, world-class athlete. You don't think it's going to, you, you don't think it could happen to you tomorrow? Like I know if I die tomorrow, I'm not a perfect person, but I don't put my trust in, in, in myself at all. Because I'm a wicked fallen man and I'm in a fleshly body, in a fallen world. I put my entire faith in Jesus Christ because that's the only chance I have at making it to heaven. That's the only chance. It's the only chance I have. What are you relying on? What are you relying on? If you died today, where are you going? And can you articulate why you're going there? How much Do you have faith? 
I'm telling you, you guys. <laughs> I just say this because I, I, I love you guys. I love all of you that listen and tune in. And I just don't want. I can't imagine. I just can't imagine what awaits. I just can't imagine. And I also can't imagine the good, the great, that's just heaven. Like imagine being in God's presence all the time. Anybody that's ever felt even an iota of God's presence, the peace, the love, the just quiet, like just imagine that times 10 billion, an unfathomable number for eternity. No more tears, no more death, no more sickness, no more taxes. I put that in the same bracket as every other human ailment, you know? So I just, I don't know. To end today, if you have questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Again, I'm not posturing as some kind of spiritual authority by any means. But if I have a platform, I'm going to use it to expand the kingdom of God and bring people to Jesus. It's that simple. So... If you have questions or want to talk to me about this, I would love to discuss it with you. So just just let me know. All right. I love you guys. Let's get it. Peace.